Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is July the 13th. It is the two in 2020. It is the 121st day. It's the beginning of the fourth month, fifth month, I guess. We've been through four months of the quarantine. Long time. And we find ourselves in a passage where we're working our way uh, sequentially and chronologically through uh, the Gospels. And we are... Uh, in a story about Jesus being rejected at Nazareth, it's in three of the Gospels uh, that I can find two are sort of brief, and the one that's a little bit more expansive is the one in Luke. And so yesterday, we actually heard the passage of Scripture that Jesus read from Isaiah. He was in the synagogue. It was on the Sabbath. This is from Luke chapter 4, verse 14, uh, 16, excuse me, Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Jesus is in a synagogue. He reads from Isaiah 58, The Spirit of the Lord is uh, upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, liberty to those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And everybody, at least initially, marvels at his words, calls them gracious words, and uh, everything's great. But then, uh, things begin to change. So we go from them marveling at their word, at his gracious words, to they try to throw him off a cliff at the end of the story. So let me read the, the cliff part of the story. Verse 22 from Luke chapter 4. And all spoke well of him, and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son's? And then he tells them what they were thinking, and he said to them, Doubtless you will quote me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, which was heal everybody, by the way, do in your hometown as well. Who wouldn't want that? Verse 24, And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. That's a little conflicty there. Verse 25, but in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, big famine, and a great famine came over the land, and Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. So that is location-wise north of Israel, outside the borders of the promised land, outside the borders of the people of God, to a pagan in Lebanon. That's north of Israel. And if that doesn't take you off enough, then he says, verse 27, And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman, the Syrian. So that's that's from the east of, uh, uh, outside of Israel. So we got a, a gal from Lebanon and a guy from Syria who get the Lord's attention, the Lord's choice, the Lord's favor uh, during... Uh, times of great, great difficulty. So Jesus kind of almost rubs their face into this history. So we have geography informing this interpretation. 
because both of these places that these people are from are outside of Israel. We have religion informing the interpretation. In other words, they were both non-Jews. We have history informing this interpretation because these guys were like outside the people of God. Wait a minute, now they're, but God is active in their life. How is this? And then we have Jesus doing the tennis ball match here, saying this is the old a New Testament, and he's bouncing the ball back to First Kings uh, uh, and Second Kings that we're supposed to we're supposed to know these stories, and we'll probably go back to the stories because they're so fantastic. So the point is is that there are faithful people everywhere, and both these people turn out to have a great faith. And Jesus just rocks the boat here on what we assume are the people of God. Just baseline, the Lord has uh, a heart for the foreigner, for the widow, for the orphan, for the poor, for the spiritually bankrupt. And in a sense, he better, I, I mean no, no disrespect by that, because such as you are, such as I am, such as all are, if God didn't have a compassionate heart for people that are outside the kingdom, we'd all be in trouble. I, I don't care if you're Billy Graham's son. Nobody is born into the family of God. We all have to kind of uh, uh, choose and, and receive. So I, I think these people have said, hey, we are of the club. We are the Nazarene club. The, there's a reason that they took uh, offense of him. And so here's what happens. So Jesus mentions uh, Zarephath, the the widow, and he mentions and he mentions Naaman the Syrian, and then verse 28. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so they could throw him down the cliff. And here's the miracle that he performs in Nazareth: is but passing through their midst, he went away. So a mob forms, and he uh, escapes the mob, which is a miracle all in itself, where they try to push him off a cliff. So what would cause a people to be filled with wrath? Matthew says that uh, they took offense at him, and Mark 6 talked about their unbelief, like really being solid in their unrelief unbelief i think it's this this position of entitlement that these people brought before the lord and i think a, a, a gross teaching point would be uh let's approach the lord humbly as orphans as appreciators as uh, gracious receivers of this wonderful kingdom that he has for us all let's be humble today amen